Hope you're having a great day. Our wonderful president on January 6th. I was there. It was quite something. Look at the people. Look at how close we were to each other. <laughs> we're not insurrectionists. Most peaceful, kind, loving, wonderful people you would ever care to meet in your entire life. Hey, Patriots, I'm glad to, to be here with you. Let's get it. So this was, uh, um, <laughs> this is why they, they, the FBI has, has come out that they've lied about, you know, F, the January 6th, it, they, they fudged the tapes and all that because look at this, look at the people, look at the people who are, who know that the election was rigged, the election was stolen. This was what January 6th was all about. And they had to hijack it. They had to. They had to do this from every media source available. But the truth will come out. And so that's what that's our job, is to just spread this like wildfire. And it's coming out more and more and more. So, and it, there's, it's, you know, bottom line, trust the plan. Trust the plan. I was just reading something actually from um, Paul Saren, I think is his name. And he would say, hey, if you're new here. Welcome, Melissa. I'm Melissa Redpill the World. Just so you know, I'm already jumping in here starting and I haven't even t said welcome, but I'm, here's a, a website, freedomforce.live. This is where we, this is our home base. This is where I, all my videos are. We look at how this is biblical and you can find all of our social media there, all of our health resources there, all of uh, almost 900 videos there. These are the, the, the books about how this is biblical, literally, literally the biblical. All right. So, but yeah, so Paul was saying something about, oh, well, President Trump didn't do this during his first term because they were attacking him so much and okay I'll, I'll you know give you some of that but it wasn't the plan the plan was for to awaken the people they had to see what these what these uh the what the biden administration would do the ccp controlled administration to bring down our country they had to see it they had to see it they had we had to be taken to the precipice and you know this is this is um, this is part of the plan, and that's that's all, all there is to it, you know. And um, yes, he could have done it, but the people weren't ready. They were they didn't understand, and now you've got people who finally are you know more and more getting it. And and, and before it's before he is, every, it's going to be very obvious to everyone what they have done. 
if people don't get it now, I don't even understand. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. But this is the, this is part of the brainwashing, and it has to be so stark, so obvious that people, um, even the most brainwashed, will get it. All right. So yeah, this is. I love this. I love this. One of the things we find funny is when we ask people second choices, <laughs> even though we tell them you have to choose somebody other than your first choice, the Trump people always choose Trump again. <laughs> I love it. That's us. We've had Trump as our first choice and our second choice and our uh, up to the millionth choice. <laughs> Everybody else is fake news. Everybody else is controlled. And they can't control President Trump at all. Clearly, they've tried. <laughs> they've tried to do anything. You know, they've tried to kill him. They can't. This is biblical. There's nothing they can, they can stop what is coming. You know, if they, you know, look what they did to JFK. And they would do that to President Trump if they could, but they can't. What does that tell you? All right, so let's jump in here. This is, okay, one of the first things I want to show you today is there's this whistleblower who is in hiding. Again, what does that tell you? If, if the whistleblower has to be in hiding because he's trying to expose what they've done, check this out. People uh, that we've identified that have very good knowledge with respect to the Bidens, they're, they're one of three things, Maria. They're either currently in court, they're currently in jail, or they're currently missing. Honestly, Maria, they fear for their lives. Not only are the Biden lawyers and the Biden White House intimidating them, the media is trying to intimidate and discredit them. And that was House Oversight Committee Chairman, Congressman James Comer, with me on this program last month on the tremendous pressure that whistleblowers and informants are facing for speaking out against President Biden and his family and their influence peddling scheme. The New York Post, Miranda Devine, is now reporting one of those key witnesses, former Israeli Defense Force uh, Colonel uh, Gal Luft, is alive and living in an undisclosed location. Luft vanished last month while uh, on bail, awaiting extradition to the United States to face charges related to arms export controls and the Foreign Agents Registration Act. Allegations that he vehemently denies. He tweeted this. I've been arrested in Cyprus on a politically motivated extradition request by the U.S. The U.S. claiming I'm an uh, arms dealer. It would be funny if it weren't tragic. I've never been an arms dealer. DOJ is trying to bury me to protect Joe, Jim, and Hunter Biden. Shall I name names? He writes. Meanwhile, Tomorrow, FBI Director Christopher Wray is expected to deliver to the House Oversight Committee a subpoenaed document alleging then-Vice President Joe Biden was involved in a $5 million bribery scheme with foreign nationals in exchange for U.S. foreign policy decisions. Wray facing Comer's threat of contempt of Congress charges until the release of that document. All right. So the first guy, you might not have even heard about this guy, but he's one of the whistleblowers and he has the, the proof of all that they have been doing with this Biden administration. And so they're, they're, they're having some bogus trumped up charge on him, just like they've done to President Trump all, all along. And just like they, in a smaller scale, they've done to each one of us. I just found out that, you know, you know I have the audio book on my website. You can't even get it right now because they just canceled me <laughs> canceled so many times i could get so much more done you guys if i just wasn't canceled all the time and uh, the youtube gets canceled and the twitter gets canceled and you got to go open another account and you got to do whatever you know but thankfully you haven't been put in jail this brave man thank you lord so much for loving give him strength to to continue to fight but these people are so evil and he said he knows all about it 
He has the he has the receipts and all these. There are so many whistleblowers who have given information to uh, Comer and Jim Jordan and other and Grassley, but they are so. <laughs> You know, they, they don't want to be put in jail. They don't want their families to, but what happened to the other whistleblowers to happen to them, like in, like this guy, okay? So it's, I, you know, stay tuned and we'll see exactly what happens. But that's what's going on right now with Luft and just pray for him. And, you know, what anyone who stands up, they catch the full force of, of the evil regime. So there's uh, so many people who know the truth that it's at that tipping point where they, so many people know, and they, they can't keep a lid on it. All right. So now the next thing is Kanakoa, the great, amazing. You've got to follow Kanakoa. I always share his posts. He's always on, uh, on top of it. He doesn't post often, but what he posts is fire. Kanakoa releases the connect files, FBI shields, shielded two firms tied to Chinese communist regime that holds U.S. voter data in mainland China. They have not just the voter data of, of how, you know, each of you and I have voted. I'm sure they have all of that, but also the people who are involved in, in the, uh, in the election, um, uh, you know, all the, all the, the people in the positions of authority over the elections in every county all over our country. Okay, so this is what uh, this is about. Of course, true the vote. President Trump says it wrong all the time. I don't really know why he does that because I know he knows the name of it. True the vote dot com. I think it's dot com, maybe dot org. Anyway, but the uh, wonderful um, Miss Engelbrecht, Catherine Engelbrecht, has been working on voter uh, uh, truing the vote for years, years and years, way before President Trump, you know, entered into uh, came down the escalator. But this is uh, this is what they were revealing, and this is why they were actually arrested. Remember that because this is this exposed what you know they they say they would not give up their their uh, their source who had this information about this getting to the CCP. They were right over the target, and they don't want the CCP does not want this information hitting the the, the news. So definitely uh, re- research this. I'll make sure you get this information. But bottom line, it's on thegatewaypundit.com about Canicoa releasing the Connect. K-O-N-N-E-C-H is how you spell it. And uh, these two firms gave all this information. Let me read a little bit. October 22nd, Connect CEO Eugene Yu was arrested in Michigan in connection with theft of personal data. This is against the law, right? The alleged stolen data belonged to poll workers and was the subject of True the Votes Pit, remember that, in Arizona last August, where Catherine Engelbrecht and Greg Phillips singled out the Michigan-based company. And they, it was, they were crazy thing was he was arrested in California because this is a national issue. Um, during the Pitt conference, Phillips and Engelbrecht alleged they were cooperating with the FBI in Michigan about data being sent overseas by this company. The investigation quickly turned, started to turn on them after the FBI started to distance itself from the investigation for some strange reason, <laughs> because because it was exposing the the criminal operation with the CCP. Journalist Incognito Kanakoa com- covered this company and researched them better than anyone at the time. So yeah, that is. That is uh, really awesome to have this information. Blast the FBI into a thousand pieces. They are so against our country. It's treason. They're, they're trying to destroy our country. And first of all, controlling the elections. And if they can control the people who control the elections, they control the elections. This is why they hate um, 
Mike Lindell so much because he is getting to the bottom of this so that they can't control the elections. I just appreciate him so much. Don't forget to go to mypillow.com slash Melly and support Mike Lindell. Um, and, you know, amazing what he continues to do. You know, blast this this uh, FBI that that protects this criminal operation. Blast them into a thousand pieces. It, we just cannot continue to have this. Now, I, I found this today. I don't even know where. Uh, Representative John Conyers, a Democrat, said this in... Uh, January 2016. Check it out. He's talking about the Azov Battalion, which is the uh, the military in Ukraine, and he's talking about that they are uh, Nazi and uh, you know white supremacist group, you know controlling them, and that the U.S. government sending money to them was a, a very dangerous thing, and they will they would stop at nothing to control all of Ukraine and then control uh, you know. Get into NATO and control NATO. I mean, these people are ruthless killers, ruthless um, controllers. You know, that's to be honest. We've got to get a little more bite in us, a little more gumption in us, a little more fight in us, because you know they, we're up against fighters who will stop at nothing to gain control. So check out what John Conyers said. This is a Democrat. Amendments around these important considerations. And uh, this amendment that I propose this evening limits arms training and other assistance to the neo-Nazi Ukrainian militia, the Azov Battalion. Foreign Policy magazine has characterized the 1,000-man Azov Battalion as, quote, openly neo-Nazi, in quotation, and, quote, fascist. Numerous other news organizations, including the New York Times, The Guardian, the Associated Press, have corroborated the dominance of white supremacist and anti-Semitic views within the group. Yet, Ukraine's interior minister recently announced the Azov Battalion will be among the units to receive training and arms from Western allies, including the United States. Why are we sending them money? Why are we funding this, this neo-Nazi group? That's what he's saying. I just posted this. If you aren't familiar with, my, with the social media, go over to freedomforce.live. Go to the social media. And then um, I just posted that this morning. Here it is, the June, June 4th, 2023. Uh, go over here and you can grab that, that post. It's on all... I, don't, I didn't post it on Twitter, but I don't even know what to post on Twitter. <laughs> anyway, it's a whole other story. But, um, but anyway, so um, go over there and find this clip and share this with people because this is going to this will help people to understand what's really going on in Ukraine that the Americans are funding this. Azov's founder Andrei Beletsky organized the neo-Nazi group the Social National Assembly in 2008. Azov men used neo-Nazi symbolism on their banner. These groups run counter to American values. And once the fighting ends, they pose a significant threat to the Ukrainian government and the Ukrainian people. And as we've seen many times, most notably within the Mujahideen in Afghanistan, 
These groups will not lay down their arms once the conflict is over. They will turn their arms against their own people in order to enforce their hateful views. I urge support of our amendment and make it U.S. law that we will not equip uh, this dangerous neo-Nazi militia. Okay, so this amendment was passed, but clearly we have continued to support them outrageously, okay? So I, I appreciate him bringing this up, and he's saying that they, they would stop at nothing to take over. Did you hear that? They would take over the whole country. Now, this next guy who's going to speak, he's going to kind of just kind of whitewash what this what Conyers just said and kind of... Uh, that's what they always do. Someone who says something strong, like Conyers does, uh, they 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 make the amendment where it's it's has no teeth in it, clearly. Okay, and so this is the way the controllers do. Check it out. Exercise care as we do on the committee uh, to make sure whoever is amendment and appreciate the fact that uh, he wants to exercise care as we do on the committee uh, to make sure whoever is trained. Uh, is someone who is, if you would, uh, a person of good intent. Yeah. Okay. So this is the <laughs> this is the way the secret societies do it. That they're okay. Well, you know, you have your hand in your pocket. You have, you know, you're like talking about. Oh yes, we agree with you. We'll be very respectful of you. We we agree. Oh yes, but we need to make sure that whoever's in there has good intent, right? It, so basically, just making this amendment have no teeth in it. Have no. It doesn't do anything. You know, Conyers was wasting his breath because the people on the committee, uh, the Appropriations were Committee, committee were going to make sure that that <laughs> they got to have every amount ounce of support and just say, oh, the people we're supporting have good intent. These people make me disgusted. As opposed to someone who is not. So appreciate the gentleman's... Uh oh, we appreciate, we appreciate. He's, oh, we appreciate. It, the, 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 oh, the respect is, just like I was telling you last month in the, in the Lagbo mayor, that's their, their key thing is to never come across going, hey, you're crazy. Why are you saying that we need to support these uh, Nazis? <laughs> They're not going to come out like that. They're going to be like, oh, yes, we agree. And we want to make sure that everyone who's in there, it has good intent. And when they knew, they know that they don't. They, because he's, he likely, he's one of them. That's, he's supporting them. So what else can I, what could I think? Anyway, I really appreciate that, uh, that Conyers came out with this in 2016. I think, uh, uh, Chief Nerd came out, uh, found this. And so I wanted to make sure you guys saw it, you know, trying to, to stop what's going on in Ukraine because it's, it's a hotbed of neo-Nazi, uh, you know, this neo-Nazi regime. All right. So now this came out today. Uh, Ultra MAGA has always these great videos. Oh, my goodness. They came out blasting Elon Musk as a CCP operative. Check this out. Their profits based on the Chinese people's slavery, the Uyghurs concentration camp. And these... If you're not familiar with the Uyghurs, U-Y-G-H-U-R-S. Isn't that crazy? Spell... Uh, write this down. U R G H. Am I saying that? U-Y-G-H-U-R-S. Yeah. They have been held in prison camps. Their organs have been removed from them. They're just, uh, they're, they're, they're tested to see what, what, what kinds of, uh, you know, what, what their, their blood type is and all, everything about their physical health so that they can stay there. And, and then when, when some rich person wants a, a liver or a heart or a whatever, they get it from these people. I mean, it is the, it is demonic. It is evil. 
it is criminal. To, uh, there's not even, I don't even know of a word how evil this is. So straight from the pits of hell. But yeah, so this is who she's talking about when she says that how they've damaged, they've harmed the, the Uyghurs. The CCP is evil. These people, these so-called American billionaires, their, the, their hands are stained with the Chinese people's blood. Stop funding the CCP so that we can be free. Elon Musk is a total ass of the Chinese Communist Party, full stop. You know, people sometimes in the chat or in the thing say, oh, I'm so tired of you beating on Musk. Then go somewhere else. I could care less. You don't like me beating on Musk. I'm not here to tell you what you want to hear. I'm here to tell you the freaking truth, whether you like it or not. Any of the fanboys out there, all you guys have your masturbatory fantasy of being Tony Stark, right, Iron Man, and Elon Musk is my guy, he's got cool chicks, he dances, he skips around, he's on Twitter, he's doing cool things all the time, he's doing Ron DeSantis' cool thing, Ron DeSantis is a totally globalist hooked up with Ken Griffin and Elon Musk, full stop, don't need to know anymore. Elon Musk is the world's wealthiest man for one simple reason. He is in business with the Chinese Communist Party and they finance everything he does. The only stuff they don't finance, you're financing with these, with these taxpayer subsidies of all his other screwball companies. Rupert Murdoch, George Soros. When you saw that thing with the, with the monkeys, that's all you need to really know, right? And Elon Musk are all American citizens and they are not American. They're not American. They're foreigners here to do their own thing and Elon Musk is trading you out every second of every day with your existential enemy the Chinese Communist Party we ought to throw that bum out of the US as quickly as possible so after I was on Tim Pool he put out a tweet he said I used to think Steve Bannon was smart and evil now I just think he's evil well hey Elon I don't care what you think about smart or evil but bro you are in the gun sights because you are a collaborationist with our greatest enemy not to mention the deep state. It's not that he's an agent of the Chinese Communist Party. He is the Chinese Communist Party. Wow. 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 That was amazing. So yeah, don't go and check that out. That's on my social media. So you can blast that out. Make sure that's our job is to share all this information so people understand and can piece this together. And don't be surprised when people when we're we got some shocking things that maybe we don't want to hear, you know, and, and face the truth. But this is what we got to do. We got to face it. All right. So next, this just came out this uh, uh, yesterday, June 3rd, Bragg Detective Jeremy Rosenberg involved in Trump case suspended for Michael Cohen ties. Every time you got Michael Cohen involved, he's trying to, you know, to get Trump. That's all he wants to do. This whole, remember this whole thing where President Trump flew to, to New York City and Bragg is trying to get him and all that. This, this, who's, who's the detective? The lead detective is Jeremy Rosen. Rosenberg, excuse me. So, and then of course that's Michael Cohen right there, and their best besties right here. He Cohen is besties with Jeremy Rosenberg. So it looks like he's going to have to just toss this case because it's already riddled with um, uh, 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 corruption. You know, Jeremy Rosenberg, who investigates financial crimes for Bragg, had his gun removed recently for his interactions with Cohen. The office is conducting a review of an investigator's compliance with internal office protocols, a Bragg spokesman said. A law enforcement source said Bragg's office is looking at how Rosenberg shared communications about Cohen with the office. Cohen's attorney, Lanny Davis, said the interactions between Mr. Rosenberg, Cohen, Michael Cohen, and myself were always professional and focused on Mr. Cohen's personal security, which we appreciated. Um, 
It might not affect the case, but certainly from a defense standpoint, they would want to know what's the nature of the relationship. What did they talk about? How did this detective investigator have anything that fits the form of a disclosure to the defense? So it'll be interesting to see. I'm sure that that's probably going to destroy the, their case. So, you know, I'm not, not that you were staying up night worried about it, but, you know, this is just so many things President Trump is fighting on all sides. It would be nice to have this one's taken out of the way. You know, that, that's a big bombshell on it. Okay, did you see this? Did you see this? The, uh, the, the, uh, uh, everybody's coming out with the rainbow flags. Just, where was it that we were just seeing? I think I just posted this. This is at the, this is at, did I even post this? I'm going to show you all this real quick. This is so, makes me so aggravated. Let me show you this. I'm going to do it, put it right in here. I'll just do it right here. Right on the fly. Yeah, this is, thank you, Tommy Robinson News. I hadn't seen this. This is uh, basically they're saying we're a conquered people, and this is um, this is all the rainbow flags right out here. And I think it's, it. <laughs> sorry, that was loud. That was, it scared me. All right, let me just mute this for a quick second. This is, I think, right out in front of the UN. In the Everywhere I look around. City. So that they've got all flags all around instead of the U.S. flag. Instead of the U.S. flag, they've got the rainbow flags out there. You know, and what did, what did Tommy say? He said, uh, this, they claim to be oppressed. <laughs> These transgenders claim to be oppressed. This is the systematic humiliation of a conquered people. Yeah. They are not... Uh, oppressed at all. They're trying to force their agenda through the, all their uh, people up in these high positions of power. They're trying to force their agenda all on us. And so this was, um, you know, the interesting thing that's happening in all the, you know, Bud, Bud Light, Target, Coles, um, you know, and all of the, the, the sports teams, they all are using the the rainbow. Of course, we're going to get the rainbow back because it's God's symbol, not theirs. But either way, right now, we have to recognize that they're using it as a symbol for accept this transgender and use these pronouns. And we refuse. We're not doing it. We're not not trying to be play nice. We're not going to play nice about this because they're not. They're just like the Azov Battalion. They're really one and one and the same that they will not they will stop at nothing to to destroy humanity just and, and to destroy the children and and to, to brainwash the masses into this crazy ideology it's absolutely evil so yeah so good thing was that the um uh, the baseball league took their their image down that was pretty cool they might uh realize that they are getting <laughs> instead of gaslighting they're getting bud lighting they're going to get bud lighted if they don't watch out and the people who support baseball, the people who watch baseball, are not going to put up with that. So they they realized they better hold off. They better hold off. And I'm going to show you about the, the ESG and what they're, what they're doing at the top. Okay, so this is really so important to connect the dots. And you probably already know this, but for those of you who, who don't, this is um, BlackRock CEO Larry Fink. Don't forget his name. He's a Fink. Larry Fink. He says you have to force behaviors, force them in companies when it comes to diversity and inclusion. 
You have to force behaviors. Okay, back in the day, back in the early 1900s, like about 100 years ago, the, the, the antitrust laws were set in place just for this very reason. So you wouldn't have one giant, one giant conglomerate that would control the world. And that's, that's what's happened. That's exactly what's happened. The, the, the vanguards and the black rocks, they're the highest, the biggest companies, and they have become such a behemoth that they now can, can bully Target and Coles and uh, uh, Bud, Budweiser and all these. Just listen to what he says. It's just... Uh, you can't you if I turned to... off the volume. <laughs> I knew that was going to happen. Forced behaviors. And if you don't force behaviors, whether it's gender or rape. Evil, 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 evil. It's just, you have to force behaviors. And if you don't force behaviors, whether it's gender or race or just any way you want to say the composition of your team, you're going to be impacted. And that's not just not... Impacted. Impacted means... You will, the CEO will be fired, the, the, you know, the people who in power will be fired and you will lose money. You won't be able to get, get the funding. Okay. Just like, <laughs> just like with me, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, make sure that you guys can get, you know, some, a few things, uh, the audio book of, uh, of, you know, right now all you can do is get it on Amazon, whatever, but I'm just trying to do some little thing. No, we we cancel your your ability for people to get the the audiobook on your website. I mean, it they shut down my, just all the things that they do. And I'm just a little little lady with a laptop. But imagine being Coles and being Target, being Budweiser, being, you know, uh the baseball league that they will impact them. Seven ways to Sunday, right? Recruiting it is development, as Ken said. How do you force change, though? I mean, Larry BlackRock has has really been the forefront of the ESG movement within within corporate governance and a real leader. And yet, change is so slow. So, what is uh, and, and Ken as well? What? Who's saying slow? <laughs> I think it's I'm rushing like a wild, like a wild animal, like a like a train uh, careening off a cliff. How do you force change when it is so incremental and so gradual? Um, how do you do something more radical? Have you thought about that? Has the board of American Express thought about more radical things we could do to enhance diversity and inclusion? Because it has to be imbued in the culture of a firm. It has to be talked about. It has to be shown. Behaviors across the entire firm in every region have to be similar. And every citizen of the firm has to understand what is acceptable behavior. Okay, what Fink doesn't realize is that we, you know, He's, he's trying, he's still up there trying to force this and they have, you know, Vanguard and BlackRock have so much power and they've got to be busted up into a thousand pieces. This is what this, the antitrust laws were all about. They were not ever supposed to get this big, this behemoth that could control everything. Okay. This is basically like the, when Daniel talks about this, this monster is because of the money they control that they have become this, this overbearing, uh, uh, a monster, oppressive monster with iron teeth. Remember that one? So he's thinking that we're going to just go, oh, well, acquiesce. And we're not. He may not care. He may not care about the money. He, uh, clearly he doesn't you know, with all that Budweiser has lost. And they're trying to make some, oh, let's pull out the Clydesdales and, and uh, horses and, and maybe they'll, they'll start to buy Bud Light again. No, we're not.
No, we're not. Not that I ever did, but whatever. <laughs> you know, all these, you know, all all these companies, we're not we're not going back to Target. We're not going. You know, we're not doing it. You and, and the baseball league realized if we play this, we're going to lose a giant share of the market. We're going to people go watch soccer or something else, right? So. We have to hold the line. We have to be tough and 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 boycott. I'm going to show you a few a few ways to boycott here in just a little bit. But yeah, this is Larry Fink. He is an enemy. He uh, of the people. He is uh, guilty, in my opinion, of treason. This is clear about they're trying to trying to destroy our country. And so this is where um, it has to be broken up. Conglomerates, BlackRock and Vanguard punished companies that supported voter ID. This is why one of the CEOs left, one of the top leaders in, in Budweiser left because he said they were uh, punishing any company that was for voter ID. Again, with them, they are so, like just with Connect, they are so fiercely fighting for election fraud to make sure that they have election fraud so that they can control this company, this country. <laughs> Actually, it is a company, but whatever. So all the people coming across the border, they are wanting them to vote also. And they have, you know, no understanding of what it, what it is. They're just looking, you know, many of these are just looking for a handout. And so it's just going to be, you know, the Americans, it's basically diluting your vote and mine. True Americans vote. It's diluting it because people are coming in who, who have, you know, who just, you know, want to take over. We have antitrust laws specifically to prevent companies from taking over America like this. Bust up Vanguard and BlackRock and BlackRock into a thousand pieces. That's what should have happened. There's, there's laws on the books to do it, but they never have done it because the people are too controlled. If President Trump had tried to do that, they would have, you know, gotten him, they would have impeached him for sure. And this is where, you know, we, you know, when he comes back in, it's going to be retribution. It's going to be destruction of their in every part of their system that, that has done all this to America. And we, he will ensure that we understand and we will, help, that's our job is to help people understand this is because we've got to destroy those who are destroying America. Okay. Rant over. All right. Um, all right. So the next thing I want to show you, this is going to be so fun. I, I love this. <laughs> this is kind of cool. Um, so in Daniel, he said there was going to be 70 weeks. I'm going to show you something I was thinking about. 70 weeks that would be determined for your people and for your holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. So, in other words, for all of this to be sorted out, for, every, for the world to be set right, 70 weeks. Okay. So what is this week's? Well, we know it's the weeks like in the counting of the Omer. A week is seven years. A week is in, in the biblical economy. The book, go back to Leviticus 23. I've read this several times for you guys. But the, the, it's 70, 70, um, 70, uh, 70 periods of seven. Does that remind you of something? Remember our Lord Jesus said to forgive 70 times seven? Remember that? Okay. He didn't just pull these numbers out of the air. He's talking about this. He's talking about the promise of 70 weeks. Okay. 70 times seven, 70 periods of seven years. Okay. So there were 
uh, if you if you scroll down, I'm not going to go into all the detail about it because it's a very complex prophecy. I have other videos where I go into the detail about that. But on verse 25, it says there shall be seven weeks. So one period of seven weeks and 62 weeks. Let me say that again. There shall be seven weeks. Okay, seven weeks and 62 weeks. Okay, so when you go to 62 let me go back to this. So when you go to seven weeks, it's seven times seven is 49 years. Okay. And that is the, a jubilee. Those one, one complete jubilee. When you count 49 years, then that next year, that 50th year is the jubilee when everyone takes this break. Doesn't that sound like what President Trump was talking about the other day? He's talking about, we're going to have this great celebration, the bicentennial, not the bicentennial, <laughs> that's from back in the day, the 250 year uh, anniversary of America. He's saying it's going to be a celebration for a whole year, starting on Memorial Day, starting on the day of Jubilee. <laughs> How cool is that? We're going to have this huge, huge, huge celebration. So it'll be seven weeks. So seven times seven is a 40, is 49. So that's one Jubilee. Okay, so when you have 62 weeks, that's not quite nine jubilees. It's very, very close, but short, seven years of, of, um, uh, we're short of one week to make the 70. But anyway, so 62 weeks is 434 years. When you add that up, you get to 483. So let me go back. Six, seven, seven times seven is uh, 49 years and then 62 times seven is 434. So 434 plus 49 is 483 years. Okay. So this is, but it says after that 62 weeks, Messiah will be cut off. So he was coming in saying he was going to establish this Jubilee. When the Lord Jesus went into Jerusalem, he was going to establish Jubilee and they were not having it. They're like, you're not doing it. Nope, nope, nope. You're not coming in to establish Jubilee. No, you're not. So on the first set of seven, why do they have this separated out? Why don't they just say, we've got 69 weeks. You got seven plus 62, 69. Why don't you just say 69? Did I say that right? You got seven plus 62. That makes 69. Why didn't they just say 69? All right. Because the first set of seven, they actually did keep Jubilee. They actually did. This was when Nehemiah came back and Ezra came back from, from being in Babylon. They came back to Jerusalem. They held the Jubilee. Everyone, everything was set right. Everything was beautiful. Everything was, they were doing it biblically the way it was supposed to be done. But on those next nine periods, almost nine, but they never would keep it. They never would keep it. This is actually 10 Jubilees. And they never would keep the Jubilee because they would always steal the money, just like Larry Fink. And they're like, we're not giving this money back. We stole it from the people and they are our slaves. And we're, we're the ones who are the lords over them. Okay. So this is what the it's talking about here in this prophecy, which is very strange because we don't normally talk in this, this way of weeks. But what a you know, the people who celebrate the festival of weeks understand that it's a seven year period. Okay. So now he says, after the 62 weeks, the Messiah will be cut off, but not for himself. We know he was cut off. And I've always thought about that is he was cut off from, uh, he was cut off when he was killed. 
but he was cut off from keeping the Jubilee. He was cut off from fulfilling this. And the reason was because he said, we have to go into the world and preach the gospel. We've got to go into the world and bring in believers all over the world. We can't just have this for us in this, in, in, in Israel, we have to have or Palestine, whatever you want to call it, you, we have to have it for everyone throughout the whole world. And so that's why we have to go into all the world, preach the gospel, and have believers all over the world so that when the time would come for this final seven years, this final week, as I was saying, we've got 69, it's going to be 70 weeks. We haven't fulfilled that last week. Many of you know the end times people talk about this final week, this final seven years. Okay. And they focus on it being tribulation. Well, Yes, because only tribulation because of the of the intense fight to gain control, then to cast out the evildoers. Okay, but he after sixty two weeks he, the Messiah was cut off, and that he certainly was. He was stopped from doing it. Okay, but look at this: he shall confirm a covenant with them for one week. Who is this? This. In another, I love the New King James Version. It's much clearer because other versions make it sound like this is the bad guys confirming a covenant. They don't confirm a covenant. The bad guys never confirm anything except evil with us. The Lord is confirming. He said it was going to be 70 weeks. He's going to complete that one last week, which is a seven-year period. Okay, I'm going to get to something. Um, what is he going to do? He will He will pour out desolation. Uh, uh, even under the consummation, which is determined, is poured out on the desolate. He's going to pour out, <laughs> just like the just like Trump said, he's going to pour out retribution on these people. This is what's going to happen. We know this. This is what we're waiting for. This is what we're like. Come on, what is that? Why is this taking so long? Well, what if it's because it takes seven years? What if it's because it takes seven years? What if because biblically it's seven years? He shall confirm a covenant with many for one week, but in the middle of the week, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. And, and I think this is talking about the offering of children. And on the wing of abominations shall be the, be one who makes desolate the, on the wing. And in other words, are the ones who, who's pushing for this abominations like this, this transgender abomination. It's an abomination. Look, I mean, just look at it. You don't even need a child could tell you this is an abomination. It's an ab abomination. Shall be one who makes desolate. Even until the consummation, until the completion, which is determined, is poured out on the desolate. This consummation, when they will be, they will be destroyed. And that's determined, and it's poured out on the desolate. These evildoers, the desolate is just these evildoers. They will be Destroyed is what that last sentence is. It's a very strange way of speaking, but that's what it's talking about is that these evildoers will be destroyed at the end. That's what this last week is about. This last seven year period. We're waiting on that set, that 70th week. Okay. Okay. So that's, and that's why I kind of wanted to bring out you know, the seven weeks and the 62 weeks is just, it's, it's 69 weeks. So where's that last week? It, and the question is, are we in the middle of that week? So I'll just tell you this. I was just thinking about what President Trump said the other day. He said 
It was crazy. It's crazy to think about eight years. Why would Ron DeSanctis talk about eight years? Because that would, who wants to wait eight years? Well, I feel the same way. I'm like, I didn't want, you know, I haven't wanted to, this to go on as long as it has been, right? And, and you would agree. Then he said, we only need six months. And most people are thinking, and I, in context, he's talking about six months after he takes office. And everyone's thinking January 2025. <laughs> But what if he's talking about now? Six months from now is basically November. What if that's what he's talking about that? What if he's talking about six months? We, we only need six months. Or maybe into January. What, what is six months? Is Six months is probably, yeah, right at, right at November. What if that's what he's talking about? Six months takes him to, to November, which is seven years from when he was elected. I'm up for that. Everyone raise your hand if you're up for this being knocked out, consummation, all that desolation stuff happening by November. <laughs> I'm like so ready. I would be like so happy. I just cannot imagine how we can make it into because they would not be surprised. They would not be surprised if there was retribution January 2025. But they probably would be surprised if something happened so that there would be retribution by November. Remember in Matthew 24 it says they would be they that they, they would be uh they won't know what hit them until the flood comes and washes them all away. They'll be giving him marriage and all these parties and having a good time and stealing, stealing more money and causing all this flags at the UN with the transgender and all having the big party. Woo, we're running the thing. We're, we're controlling the world. We're running everything. And they won't know what hit them till the flood. Well, Fink and Shifty Shift and Comey and uh, uh, the, the DOJ and the FBI and the, every alphabet agency won't know what hit them until the flood comes and washes them all away. They won't, they will They'll be just having party time. I'm up for that. That'll work for me. And I just find that very interesting. What he was talking about, that we only need six months. What does he mean? What is if he means? What if he means November of this year? Oh, be still my heart. <laughs> I don't know, you guys. I don't know. I'm just thinking, you know, we're waiting on this last week. And we do know, okay, it's real, real quick. I'm going to show you this. Look at, look at when you go into the this, this sign of the Son of Man. This is our heavenly clock that the Lord gave us, and it's, it started ticking. It started ticking on the day President Trump was elected. What it did is Jupiter, which is Melchizedek, the eternal king and priest, entered into uh, Virgo's womb on the day President Trump was elected. This is the same thing that it's talking about the, the woman in labor. I've told you about this many, many times. The woman in labor is this sign. This is the sign of the Son of Man. And what if it starts ticking? On, we know it started ticking on the day President Trump was elected. And then what if it's that, that last week? This is when it's the last week. Oh, I hope so. I know you guys do too. I know you do too. But this, that's what I talk about in, uh, in the book, Major Clues for Minor Prophets. If you haven't gotten that one, it's, it's two ninety nine on Amazon. But basically, the, the woman in labor is talked about 18 times in the Old Testament. 
And this is the woman in labor right here. This is the woman in labor. And we're in labor until this earth is transformed into the kingdom of Christ. We're all in these birth pangs together. Uh, you know, we've all been in labor and we, it's, it's like, it's like if for those women who've who've given birth, you know, you, you, you know, a few weeks before you have the baby, you'll feel, you know, like a little twinge, you'll feel another twinge and they'll get more stronger and stronger until it's like, we're doing this now. And you start, you know, really full labor. We're all in this full labor, full, you know, like there's nothing to do really right now, except fight and to, and to, and to be in this battle. For those of us who are awake, you know, because you can't, when you're in labor, you can't ignore it. You can't be like, oh, let's go to the movies. You can't go to movies. You have to stop everything and you know, have this baby. You guys who've had a baby know exactly what I'm talking about. All right. So, um, let's see. Then I wanted you to see this. This is when our Lord Jesus said, this is a very interesting. If you think about it, Matthew, tw uh, chapter 20, uh, let's see, la, 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 18. I knew that. Matthew chapter 18. Here he's talking a lot about how to resolve personal differences. And then um, Peter comes up and he says, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Okay, this is so interesting, you guys. <laughs> because you think, oh, well, he's talking about just forgive and forget. Just forgive, 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 forgive. But then he proceeds to tell a story about Casting your enemies into the pit. <laughs> That's not exactly what most people use this passage for. He's saying, forgive your brother 70 times 7. The whole point of 70 times 7 from Daniel chapter 9 is about getting to this point of making them desolate. The desolate, you know, pouring out this, kind of, uh, this retribution on the desolate. What do y'all, that's what it's talking about. That's what it's talking about. And they knew it. The ones, the Pharisees who are listening, they know when he's talking about 70 times seven, that they, they knew the promise of 70 weeks. That's 490 years or, uh, call it a, uh, you know, uh, you know, the, the 10 jubilees. They knew the, their destiny that the, was that, that after 10 jubilees, when this last week of the 70 weeks was accomplished, they would be destroyed. They knew that. They knew that. Most people who just are reading this like a little Bible story don't understand when he's talking about 70 times 7, they don't understand that. But the Pharisees knew. So I'm going to read you the story, what Jesus said. Jesus said, I don't say to you up to 7 times, but up to 70 times 7. Most people think, oh, well, that means I need to forgive someone 40, 490 times. That means if someone is doing evil, we just need to overlook it. That's what it means. Just overlook, 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 overlook. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king. He'll t he, but he's going to define what 70 times 7 means. Somebody, We don't get to define what 70 times 7 means. He's going to tell us a story what it means. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed 10,000 talents. But he was unable to pay. So his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and his children and all he had. And that payment would be, would be made that way. Just sell him off into slavery. That's how I'll get my money out of them. The servant therefore fell down before him saying, Master, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. The master that, sir, uh, the other servant was moved with compassion and he released him and forgave the debt. 
That shows he's willing to forgive. The willingness to forgive is, is, is clear for us. We've, we have proven, you have proven your willingness to forgive people over and over and over and over. And they have continued thinking, I'll work along with them. I'll, I, you know, I'm not trying to destroy anyone. I'm just going to try to work with these people. We've proven it. We don't need to prove anymore that we're willing to forgive. We have proven it over and over enough. So this master says, okay, I'll, I'll you know, I'll release this, him from this debt. 10,000 talents. But the servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, a hundred dollars. And, uh, like compared to 10,000, whatever. So he laid his hands on him and took him by the throat saying, pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him saying, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And he would not, he went and he threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved and came and told the master what had been done. The master ap- this, then his master, after he had called him, said, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. Well, there you go. He, uh, you were forgiven, now you're unforgiven. That, I'm taking that forgiveness back. He delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. Uh, that'll be never. <laughs> How are you going to pay back anything when you're being tortured? You can't go and pay your debt back. If he couldn't pay it when he was out of prison, how can he pay it now? So my heavenly father will also do to each of you if from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. We have forgiven and forgiven and forgiven, but it's time to deliver these people to the torturers. That's what, that's really what the, what he's saying right here in the 70 times seven. That's what it is. <laughs> How about that for a Bible story for Sunday morning? The, we are going to deliver them, just like Daniel said. We will deliver them to the torturers. On the wing of abomination shall be the one who makes desolate. All these ones who've made desolate. All these, the New World Order, the, the, the Finks and the, all these other ones. Until the consummation. They're gonna, the consummation's coming on them. The retribution, which is determined, is poured out on these who are truly desolate. These truly, who are vapid, who are empty, who are, who are heartless, who are, who are the absolute evil, evildoers. Just like he was saying, this person, he says, you wicked servant, you wicked, wicked servant. You, shouldn't you have compassion on them? The compassionless, compassionless, what they've done to the Uyghurs, what they've done to everyone around the entire world to make them slaves. These people are evil. These people are evil. You know, as our battalion, as I've been talking about, you know, all that they're doing here, brag, you know, more of the same evil, 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 evil people. But the, these people with this, this little look on their face, we're the ones in control here. You have to bow to us. You bow the knee to us and you do what we tell you or you will, you, there will be an impact, right? This is who we're talking about. So there you go. There's your 70 times seven. We're waiting on that last week. What if this, what if we're in the middle of the seven years? Or really getting out close to the end of the seven years. What if that seven year period, which is just like I was saying, this is started on, this is the clock. The heavenly clock started on the day President Trump was elected. What if that's seven years? I hope so. I know you do too. Well, I know you do too. What if that is what is, it's going to be seven years. We only need six months. Oh, I hope so. <laughs> I don't know you guys. I, you know me. I'm not trying. To, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just piecing together. The prophecies, and I'm just trying to get myself one, like the little donkey with the carrot in front of him. Okay, just keep going, Melissa. Keep going, Freedom Force Battalion. And the bottom line is we can't stop anyway. 
we can't stop anyway. Either way, whatever, however long it takes was what it's going to take. All right. But uh, I find it very interesting how the Lord gave us these clues. You're waiting on seven more years. When does that seven years start? We know it's because of the sign of the Son of Man. I hope so. Okay. All right. So, oh, this. I want to show you this last thing. How to boycott these people. Okay. Don't forget. All right. So, this is what they have in the middle of Target. These people. You got to boycott them all. Boycott them all. Boycott them. Go to freedomforce.live. Go to the to the boycott page. Okay. This is where I talk about boycotting all these people. I've got a message for you. I've got a, a list of these these different ones to boycott. All these ones to boycott, okay? It's over on freedomforce.live slash boycott cabal, okay? Or just, I think you can just get to it from slash, um, slash boycott. So you definitely, you can go to my store. Mike Lindell has created mystore.com slash Melly. Go over to mystore.com slash Melly and you can get all kinds of Patriot products. People who are, have been pushed down, pushed down, pushed down and, and prevented from getting their products to market. So he's got all kinds of products over there. Clothing, sports and decor, garden and patio, home improvement, all kinds of things over there. Go there first before you go anywhere else to, to get your what you need. Go to uh, MyPillow, of course, MyPillow.com slash Melly. Go over there and get products over there for your home. The towels, the the the, the summer goods, the 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 pillows, the, the, um, the, the blankets, the, the slippers, the sandals. These are only for 20 bucks right now. The, the mattresses, oh my goodness, they're on a really special sale right now. Uh, the, 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 the three inch mattress topper off 50%. So all these products that you can get for yourself, mypillow.com slash Melly. And then go to, yeah, that, yeah, definitely go to this about how to get off of their system. Get, if you haven't stopped buying uh, cleaning products and 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 your your uh, uh, cleansers and all that stuff for your personal goods, go to over here on the boycott and get them get off of their system. Out, we've got to get out of their of their evil system. We've got this is not working for me. <laughs> this this has got to stop. And we have to. Just, it's time to pull out all the stops and say no more. Boycott. All of them. Okay. So definitely do that. Ugh, I don't want to leave that thing on the screen. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to leave that on the screen. I'll leave, um, I'll leave this prophecy of Daniel on the screen as we pray. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you so much, Lord, for this, your word and your promise that 70 weeks are determined. We know that 69 have been fulfilled. We're waiting on that one year and Lord, we're ready. We're ready to see the consummation. We're ready to see the retribution. And we really, to be honest, we would really prefer not to wait until January, 2025, <laughs> but we will, if that's what the plan is, we're going to trust the plan. But Lord, we are so excited for this, this day that's going to happen when we have, um, not only retribution on them, but a thousand years of peace for us. And that we have this beautiful, bright days of health and wealth and peace and joy that, that break into all of humanity. And this, and we will all be, um, one because we'll realize what has, uh, that we've all been under this brainwashing and we've all been under this, um, uh, uh, the, the, the control of these evildoers. And uh, we just, we love you. We thank you. We praise you, Lord. We give you praise. Everyone in the battalion this moment gives you praise because you are the king of the world and you are the one that we worship and adore. We're so glad you're the king because you are alone deserve the praise because you are the one who will kick these creeps out. We praise you and we thank you and we love you. We pray all this in your great name, Jesus. Amen. All right, guys, I love you. I'm going to do one quick, quick thing if I can figure out how to do it. Hang on real quick. Okay. I wanted to hear you to hear what President Trump had to say about this celebration and notice that it starts on the day of Jubilee, you know, right after the Feast of Omer.
Okay, here you Three go. years from now, the United States will celebrate the biggest and most important milestone in our country's history. 250 years of American independence. What a great country. We have to keep it that way. But that's why, as a nation, we should be preparing for a most spectacular birthday party. We want to make it the best of all time. Here is my plan to give America's founding in 1776, the incredible anniversary it truly deserves. On day one, I will convene a White House task force called Salute to America 250. It will be responsible for coordinating with state and local governments to ensure not just one day of celebration, but an entire year of festivities across the nation, starting on Memorial Day 2025 and continuing through July 4th, 2026. Second, I will work with and a one year celebration. That is according to the Jubilee Festival is you have a one year celebration with all 50 governors, Republican and Democrat alike to create the Great American State Fair, a unique one year exhibition featuring pavilions from all 50 states. It'll be something. The Great American State Fair will showcase the glory of every state in the union, promote pride in our history and put forth innovative visions for America's future. My hope is that the amazing people of Iowa will work with my administration to open up the legendary Iowa State Fairgrounds to host the Great American State Fair and welcome millions and millions of visitors from around the world to the heartland of America for this special one-time festival. Together we will build it and they will come. Third, alongside the Great American State Fair, we will Host mate one-time festival, a one-time festival. In other words, this is this is uh, this is the festival humanity's been waiting for. Bigger than Iowa, it's it's a festival of this is this is the, this is it. What we've been waiting for the seventieth week, the culmination. Major sporting contest for high school athletes. These are great athletes, wonderful athletes from fantastic high schools all around the country. These Patriot Games will allow young Americans from every state to show off the best of American skills, sportsmanship, and competitive spirit. Fourth, I will sign an executive order to bring back our National Garden of American Heroes, which we want to build very badly, commission artists for the first 100 statues to populate this new Statuary Park honoring the greatest Americans of all time. Remember him talking about that a while back? Remember him talking about that and it never got done on his first his first term? It's because I think he's got some, some people that they don't realize were good guys that they thought were bad guys and people who were bad guys that they thought were good guys. <laughs> so he's got a, a lot of that's got to get ironed out before we make this statuary uh, park. Fifth, as president, I will invite the leaders and citizens of nations around the world to visit the United States in honor of our 250th anniversary. It's going to be great. America's tourist industry should get ready because we're going to have a lot of people coming. It will be a record year. And finally, and most importantly, I will ask America's great religious communities to pray for our nation and our people as we prepare for this momentous occasion. From the very beginning, America has been a country sustained and strengthened by prayer and by our communities of faith. As we chart a course toward the next 250 years, let us come together and rededicate ourselves as one nation 
under God. Thank you. There you go. There you go. I want you to see that because that's what we're what we're headed for. Three years uh -uh. from now. The Keep doing that. <laughs> that's what we're headed for. And so I wanted you guys to see that and know that we are. Um, he's very, very confident in that he's going to be in this position. So, yeah, <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry about one little thing, not even one little thing. All right, guys, I love you guys, and I will talk to you later.